morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. Please stand as you're able and join me in a responsive reading of Psalm 114, found on page 57 in your Black Appleton Psalter. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language. Judah became God's sanctuary. Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams. The hills like lambs. Why is it, O sea, that you flee? O Jordan, that you turn back? O mountains that you skip like rams, O hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. Who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. A reading from the book of Daniel, chapter 6, beginning at the 16th verse. Then the king gave the command, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you faithfully serve, deliver you. A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, so that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No food was brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then, at break of day, the king got up and hurried to the den of lions. When he came near the den where Daniel was, he cried out anxiously to Daniel, O Daniel! Servant of the living God, has your God, whom you faithfully serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? 
Daniel then said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions so they would not hurt me. God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths. When I arrived at the monastery for my first ever retreat, a monk welcomed me and showed me to my room. We walked quietly from the foyer up the stairs together. My mind was racing with questions about where I should go for worship services, when to take my meals, who else was on the retreat, and a long list of other concerns about what exactly I was supposed to do with my three days. As the monk opened the door to my room, he encouraged me to make myself at home, and that any questions I had could be answered in the black binder that sat on my nightstand. Filled with lots of questions, I immediately opened the binder to read a paragraph regarding the importance of silence and how to keep it. Here at the monastery, we ask that the guests respect the monk's vow of silence by not engaging them in conversation. Please refrain from speaking to other guests so as to not disrupt their retreat. We ask that cell phones be silenced and only used in emergency, in which case guests can use the parking lot for phone calls. All meals are taken in silence, with the exception of supper, during which a monk will select a CD or cassette tape to be played. Daniel survived his endeavor because God had shut the lion's mouth. There was no eating Daniel and presumably no roaring at him either as their mouths were shut. My retreat taught me what Daniel learned so well in that den, the gift of a shut mouth. <laughs> Keeping my own mouth shut taught me to appreciate other retreatants for who they were, companions in life. There was no room to pass judgment for having said something silly or unpleasant. Silence at meals removed potential for controversy, leaving only appreciation for the gift of food and a filled belly, which was conveyed only by smiles. In freeing myself of the preoccupation of conversation, I was actually able to hear God speaking around and within me. It's remarkable how much God has to say when one keeps one's mouth shut. Some scholars suggest that the lion's den in this story is a metaphor for the king's court, which could have devoured Daniel with their slander and slur. But God shut the lion's mouths. God closed the jabbering jaws of those in the king's court who had the power to defame and discredit and deny Daniel. <coughs> With shut mouths, Daniel could not be deemed faux news in a trumped-up predication. We don't know if Daniel spoke to the lions or to God or to himself, but we do know that Daniel was saved from the mouths of lions 
from the slandering speech of satraps and presidents. I wonder where we might need the gift of a shut mouth. Where do our voices dominate and smother others? Might some of us be lions with hungry and roaring mouths that bring only derision? Or maybe some of us are more like Daniel, hoping and praying for God to send a shut mouth so that we can speak and be heard. It might even be the case that God has taken on the part of Daniel in the narrative that is our own lives, waiting for our mouths to go shut so God may speak. As we move about this day, let us look for whether or not we might be lions whose mouths need to be closed. However, if we find ourselves cast as Daniel in this script of life, do not fear. God will shut the lions' mouths. In the meantime, let us all keep silence on our lips as we listen for God in the quietness of a hushed mouth and an open heart. Let us pray. Amen. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now please stand as you are able and join us in the singing of our closing hymn, Let All the World and Every Corner Sing, hymn number 34, in your crimson hymnal, hymn number 34.
now may God's peace rest, rule, and abide in each and every one of your lives from this day on until we meet again. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen.